Good grief. Hello and welcome to Some Assembly Required, our podcast over here at Waynefleet BIC Church, where we discuss life through the lens of our Anabaptist roots. Uh, my name is Julie Adams and I'm your host for today. Typically I'm joined by a guest and often it is one of the pastors, whoever has spoken on Sunday, and then we um, dig a little deeper into the message and, you know, maybe discuss any questions that arose from it or parts that... Um, Maybe they weren't able to include on Sunday, but today we're doing something a little bit different. So if you were here on Sunday morning or um, keep in touch with what's going on, you'll know that we had two services on Sunday. We celebrated our first Sunday of Advent with a message on waiting and uh, Pastor Pat brought that message and it was a really great, um, really great message. And then in the evening, we had a memorial service. We typically do this around Christmas time as a way to remember um, someone who has passed away through the year. And this service was a a little bit extra special only because um, COVID has really changed grief and how we celebrate um, lives that have gone on before us and all that kind of thing. You've probably noticed that yourself. So today I am joined by actually my mom, Nancy Costello. Welcome, mom. Hello. <laughs> Hello. So we're glad to have you here. Mm-hmm. And today we're going to be talking about grief. So mm-hmm. thank you for joining us. If um, you don't know, Nancy is one of the leaders in our grief share program, which we run several times a year at the church. Um, that is a program for, or would you like to explain the program, who it's geared toward? Well, it's uh, geared towards anyone who is grieving, who has mm-hmm. um, missing someone, um, and uh, we help them along their journey and um, find hope at the end. Great. Thank you. Thank you. So today we'd like to share a bit about that program and maybe review some of the things that we um some of the special times from the service yesterday and uh, and go on that. So mm-hmm. how did you, can you tell us a bit about how you became the Grief Share Leader? Well, grief. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. Um, um, the biggest reason is the loss of my husband mm-hmm. or Julie's uh, dad. And um, when you lose someone, um, and we don't even like to use the term lose. Um, yeah. Um, or they're not really lost. We know where they are, um, but um, there's a hole left in our heart and Mm -hmm. in our soul, and um, there is uh, a lot of pain involved, and we like to support each other in what's called our grief journey. Mm -hmm. Thank you. So what are some... If someone is grieving and maybe hasn't gone through the Grief Share program, can you mm-hmm. share a few things from, just briefly, from the program? Um, sure. Um, there's a lot of topics that we cover. Um, we start with, um, is this normal? How you're feeling, mm-hmm. is it normal? Um, there is such a wide variety of um of feelings um, when you lose someone, mm-hmm. when when someone has passed that you love, and you wonder, is this normal? Am I feeling right when I don't want to get up, when I can't go to sleep? Um, it could, mm-hmm. you know, there there's such and such a wide variety of um, of emotions involved, and we talk about 
you know, is what you're feeling normal. Mm-hmm. And are they all normal? They are all normal. <laughs> <laughs> and we all respond differently, mm-hmm. and they are all normal. And it does take um, time. They say time heals. Mm-hmm. It, time does not really heal. In time, we heal. So we all heal at, at different rates. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, there are a lot of challenges in grief. Mm-hmm. Such as? Um, as well, um, hmm, what are some of the ones, challenges of grief? Hmm. Which one should I? Maybe like your relationship with a person. Mm-hmm. That could be, um, you know, I yeah. would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, guilt and anger are mm-hmm. in there a lot. Um, sometimes we feel guilty for things we did or didn't do or mm-hmm. were angry um, at why the person is gone. Um, um, For me, I had guilt. I was one of the things I had to work through because I tend to like to fix things and help people. And when I, when treatments and, um, um, you know, diet and therapy and all those kinds of things um, didn't help, um, I felt guilty. Did I do enough? Yeah, and um, and and some people have to deal with anger. They have to work mm-hmm. through a lot, a lot of anger issues. Some people are lonely after if you don't have a large family support, mm-hmm. um, or your kids are moved away, or it was um, you know that that person you spent a lot of time with them. Then loneliness becomes um, a mm-hmm. big issue. So. Um, there's a lot of a lot of factors involved. And how can someone who's grieving um, process that? Or is there a what are some good tips that you can give someone grieving to to okay. help them? Mm-hmm. Um, to accept help and support from friends. Mm-hmm. Um, to spend time uh, praying. A lot of people find that their walk with the Lord and their um, spiritual uh, life has increased because they they we we tend to talk to God more about it when our yeah. hearts are broken and when we're in a lot of pain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's always a you know almost any time something goes amiss, then uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> lean on the Lord, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. <laughs> we and should do that even when things <laughs> are not wrong. But you are correct. Mm-hmm. You are correct. <laughs> Yeah, and the question why um, comes up a lot. Like, why, like, no one wants to be in a phase of grief in no, their life. Of course that, not. That's not anything that anyone wants to sign up it's for. It's not fun. Or volunteer for. Yeah. No, so then we ask why. Yeah. And the what ifs and the, you know, only what and whys. And so we spend time talking about the whys of, um, you know, and. We have to go to God for that, mm-hmm. a lot of prayer, and he may or may not um, give us the answer we want, but it does draw us closer to him, mm-hmm. for sure. Oh, that's excellent. That's a good, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. And then we discuss heaven. Mm-hmm. One of the things, and I have to admit, when I first um, started to accept or think of the concept, are they missing us? We mm-hmm. spend a lot of time missing them. It's, um, but are they 
missing us. Oh man, <laughs> what a double-edged sword because yeah. on one hand, like I know mm-hmm. I like to think, oh yeah, my dad misses me like crazy. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, I don't want to think of him in heaven being sad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, it's true. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's a, I don't know if I want the answer to the question, <laughs> but give it to us anyway. <laughs> or, or, you know, do we really want our loved one back? Yeah. You know, yeah, you want them back happy and healthy and whole, but you know, knowing that they're in heaven with a new body with and, a new body mm-hmm. at Jesus's feet worshiping, do we want to take that away from him? You yeah. Know? So, yeah. Yeah. Those are good questions. Those are um <laughs> Mm-hmm. And then we talk about being stuck in your grief. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone moves through their journey at a different rate. Mm-hmm. But um, if you hear someone talking 10 years past the death of their loved one, as if it happened two weeks ago, and mm. their room hasn't been touched, or something, you know, like a shrine, you know, wherever that person yeah. lived, or his his or her space is like a shrine, then um, you, you might want to consider um, counseling or finding some kind of help to be unstuck, so to help recognize, because um, they're in our grief journey. Sometimes we move a little quicker, and mm-hmm. sometimes we move a little slower. So not to get, um, uh, how do I put this? Not to get um, worried that you're stuck because mm. you've maybe had it in park for a couple weeks, and you know you feel like you're not making a lot of progress. Yeah, but um, yeah. That's good. Thank you. So we have a new, um, if some of this has been resonating with you, we do have a grief share starting again on Saturday mornings in January. Do you have the date for Uh, that? January 15th, and it's an 11-week program. Perfect. So Mm -hmm. we'll have registration available soon. So if you Mm -hmm. are listening and you have lost someone and um, you would like to like to begin Mm -hmm. processing some of this or even if you want to sit quietly and just listen Mm -hmm. um, you're welcome to do that there's no charge to attend the program and we'll have some information on our website soon if you want to Mm -hmm. register yeah Uh, when you come to the program we have a small opening Uh, the grief share program has a video so we watch the video it's anywhere from half hour to 45 minutes long and then we have a discussion time after and um, each week is a standalone uh, topic, so you can join at any time during um, the 11-week um, uh, time. Oh, that's great. Thank okay. you. Um, yesterday, during the memorial service, we read a passage from Leanne Friesen. She's from the Meaning House. And I'd just like to read that again. Um, and then we've got a bit more discussion on um, helping others grieve. So she writes, Yesterday I had the privilege of officiating a committal service for the father of a friend of mine. It was a little unusual in that the man we were honoring had passed away over a year ago. Of course, we all remember what was going on at the time in 2020. In Ontario, we were still stuck smack dab in the middle of a lockdown, and funerals were restricted to only 10 people. Because of that, this family decided to wait to do a service at a time when more people would gather. And who could blame them? I officiated services with 10 people limits during lockdown, and they were really hard. It is hard to decide who gets to attend a funeral of only 10 people. It is hard to stay six feet apart from others when all you want to do is hug your family and cry on their shoulders. 
So this family, like so many others, decided to wait on a memorial service, which made perfect sense. But then COVID lingered and lingered and lingered. We thought we would only be a couple of months before a large crowd could gather, but that window never opened up. Last week, my friend decided she didn't want to wait any longer to bury her father's remains and gathered her family for a service. And I was so proud of her. A lot of us think that grief has to progress along a certain timeline. There is a time for the funeral, a time for some sadness, and then a time to feel better, in that order. But grief rarely, dare I say never, progresses in a straightforward way. Grief doesn't adhere to our orders, timelines, or plans. Grief lingers. Grief comes and goes. Grief sticks. Because more than a year had passed since my friend's father died, it would have been easy for her to say, it's too late to do this. But it wasn't. Today, I remind you all that it's never too late to make room for your grief. Maybe you are also in the boat of having delayed a funeral or celebration of life because of lockdowns, and now you feel too much time has passed to plan something. It hasn't. Maybe you lost someone years ago and are only now ready to process the loss. That's okay. There's no point at which the door to the grieving room should shut. It's never too late to give grief room. Hmm. So what are your thoughts on that? What do you... um... What are my thoughts? My thoughts are, yes, COVID has added um, another layer to an already difficult process. Mm -hmm. And um, it has been very difficult for grieving people to plan funerals, Mm -hmm. to say our traditional goodbyes in the way that we're accustomed And for those of us who like to hug (laughs) and just, you know, cry on someone's shoulder or let them cry on your shoulder, it's it's been Mm -hmm. um, hard not to be able to to let that happen in the way that we're we've been accustomed. Mm -hmm. But there are things that we can do to support grieving people. You know, if you're not the one grieving, Mm -hmm. but someone close to you is, what Mm -hmm. can we do to? Mm -hmm. to support them or help them? Um, I think one of the biggest things we can do is sharing memories. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of times when we haven't been there, we we tend to be afraid to go up to the person who's just lost someone and talk about that Mm -hmm. person. We're afraid that we're going to... Well, reopen it. You don't want to pick off a scab, right? Right, and you think that you're going to, yeah, reopen the wound and they're going to fall apart and cry in front of you. And if they do, that's what they need. They need a hug. But it's such an honor when someone comes up to um, the grieving person and say, I remember when so-and-so did that. I remember their laugh. I remember when we did this. I remember this treat reminds um, me of, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. And I remember this was his favorite or her favorite. Mm -hmm. And you bring that dish or something. It, um, it warms the heart that to know that someone, um, remembers. Yep. Because you haven't forgotten. No. You know? You're not reminding them that, that, <laughs> that they have a hole is, in their heart. Yeah. They know they have a hole in their heart or mm-hmm. in their soul. But um, when, when you remember that person in fondness, um, it, there, there's a bonding there. And, and there's, there's healing for yeah. the other person. Oh, that's good. That's, yeah. uh, you know, I think it's just that most people, and I've done that before. I've had mm-hmm. where, you know, I've remembered 
someone and I haven't said anything because mm-hmm. I don't want to say the wrong thing. Right. Is mm-hmm. that, so you're saying, and what I'm hearing is that unless you're saying something nasty about them, it's <laughs> yeah. not wrong. You Like you won't say the wrong thing to say no. something kind about a person who's passed. You are correct. All yes. right. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be afraid to do that. Good. What else? Yeah. Um, I think if, if someone is, has passed away and you know the date, maybe put the date on your calendar for next mm-hmm. year and write that person a note on that day yeah. or say, I'm going to take you out for lunch or give them a quick call. It only has to be five minutes. But those dates like, are etched in the, yeah. per- the person's mind. And, um, and for you to remember as well is, is healing. Mm-hmm. Um, and to support people, to honor them in some way. Like uh, memorial quilts seem to be mm. a thing that a lot of people do. They use the clothes from, and, yes. and maybe you're maybe you're a sewer and you like take a deep breath. Like if you're if you haven't been, you know, like I said earlier in the grief um, journey at all, it might be scary for you to go contact that person and say, "Give me some of their clothes. I'll make you a quilt." If you're a sewer, that would mean so much to that person. Yeah. And don't be afraid to do it. Mm-hmm. Or um, you can make uh, scrapbooks, um, memory boxes, mm-hmm. or ask them what they would like. They yeah. will tell you. And uh, I, have on... a, I have a good friend whose mom passed away several years ago. I, mm-hmm. I want to say five now. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just the anniversary of it as well. Mm-hmm. But the first Christmas that her mom was gone, I sent her Christmas ornament with... Mm-hmm. She always had a lot of Dobermans, a lot of mm-hmm. dogs. And mm-hmm. I sent her an ornament with that was a Doberman and mm-hmm. said, this is to remember your mom. Mm-hmm. So it's another yes, suggestion, yeah. something small yeah. like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, anything that, that um, you know that the person liked or enjoyed or had a, a special interest in mm-hmm. to um, give that, like, like you did, to, to honor them some way mm-hmm. in, with it, with a picture, a book, a statue. doesn't have to be a lot, doesn't have to be big, but um, yeah. That's great. Um, anything else that you had on your for advice? <laughs> for advice, <laughs> um, to, to um, help a grieving person as well. You have to remember that their traditions change and things change in their life, and they're trying, still trying to figure it out. So Mm -hmm. if one day they cry, it's okay. If one day they laugh, it's okay. If they just don't know what they want, you you invite them somewhere and they don't know, do I want to go or don't I? You know, give them space and give them grace. Love them anyways and Mm -hmm. just let them know that it's okay. And, you know, you'll you'll call again or you'll try again. So they just need, yeah, to just love and support is, uh, is huge. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that we covered a wide range. We did. <laughs> we did. If yeah. you're listening to this on Monday, um, we have a special grief share evening on Tuesday, November the 30th. It's mm-hmm. called Loss of a Spouse. Mm-hmm. So if you or someone mm-hmm. you know... It's uh, surviving the holidays. Oh, I apologize. <laughs> wow, it's good okay. thing you're here. <laughs> yes. No, it's called Surviving the Holidays because... If it's your first Christmas after losing someone 
um, close to you. So, and that means a, a spouse, a child, mm-hmm. a, f- a close friend, mm-hmm. um, niece, nephew, brother, sister, mother, father. Mother. Okay, so yeah. surviving the holidays, mm-hmm. November thirtieth. Yes. It's a one night um, event, mm-hmm. and it's from set at seven o'clock. At seven, yes. Mm-hmm. And so you are welcome to attend that. There's registration information on our website, so mm-hmm. you can go and check that out. Mm-hmm. And if you don't fit the bill, if you think, oh, I haven't lost someone recently, maybe someone will come to mind mm-hmm. that you can pass that information along to, mm-hmm. and that will be um, another way that you can help someone that's grieving is to say, mm-hmm. oh, I heard about this. Maybe you'd be interested mm-hmm. to go. Mm-hmm. For sure. For sure. Huh. Thank you very much, Mom. It was a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. And um, thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in. We're glad that you joined us. And we look forward to connecting with you again next week. And have a great week. Okay. Bye-bye.